This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. In the green room, yeah, performing my rituals before I preach. You know, there, when we say rituals now, I said that to disturb people. Performing meditation exercises. One day I will teach it. All right? Because what you, have to, what you want to manifest, you have to stay up. But when I was listening to the worship, I want to tell you half of the strength of the Nigerian church today is the music ministers. Please. All right? Half of it in this country today is the music ministers. Amen. Amen. All right. I want to set the ball rolling this evening. Didn't Apostle Aaron bring a strong word, huh? Yeah. Amen. Instantly. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the presence of your spirit in this place who is here to glorify Jesus. I ask that you grant utterance, that I speak as your oracle, that your word goes forth unhindered by any demonic force, in accuracy, in simplicity, but with power, that our hearts be established in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, this evening I want to share on something, and I shared on this at Minister Dose's outpouring, and as I got down from the stage, God told me, he said, build up that message and let it be your, your, you know when you say final, final is not, doesn't sound right, all right, the closing message, <laughs> All right, at Wolfbeck. And we're speaking about the joyful sound. And, all right, what we want to do, while Minister Dosen comes to worship, lead us in worship, is to change the nature of the things that you are confronting in your life today, the inherent nature. In other words, what the enemy meant for evil, when the sound hits it, it turns for good. I want to show that from scriptures. Now, God always requires a sound to go out first before he does anything. In other words, if you want to have a move of God within your life, he needs a sound so go out first. I've shared it here before at Wolfbeck when I met um, Don Wen for the first time in my life. He came to sing minister in church. And we're in the car together and I said, I just want to ask you a question. He said, what's the question? I said, how is it that you discovered Darlene Check? You discovered Alvin Slaughter? You discovered um, Israel Hit? You discovered... Uh, you discovered all those people. How did you know who, all right, was going to? He said, that's very easy. I said, why? He said, I wasn't looking for music ministers. I was looking for great churches. 
He said, because anywhere there's a move of the spirit, they are singing right. He said, so once I heard about the move of God in Hillsong, I flew there. He said, I sat at the back of the congregation, joining them in worship, and then I saw where the move was coming from. When I heard that there was a move in that church, he said, I will go there and sit down to hear the sound that was there. And I knew that all we had to do was to take that sound now and sign it on in Integrity Music. And we were going to have successful, what you call, uh, sound that will go out globally. So God always requires a sound first before he does anything. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 20. We say the sound that God demanded. And the angel of the Lord, Joshua 6. Uh, jo- Joshua, not judges. So the people shouted when the priest blew with the trumpet. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. The people shouted with a loud shout. And the walls of Jericho fell flat. So the people went up. So there was the sounding of the trumpet. There was a shout there. And it was the sound that came out that hit the wall and caused that wall to collapse. And later on we'll see where God gave the instruction on the sound. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. First Thessalonians 4 and verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a what? With a shout. In other words, the Lord himself, when he's descending from heaven, it will be with a shout and the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God or the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. In Numbers chapter 18, sorry, chapter 23, from verse 18 to verse 24. And he took up this parable and said, Rise up, Barak, and hear. Hearken unto me, thou son of Zippor. God is not a man, Balaam was telling him, that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he shall repent. Hath he said, shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed. And I cannot reverse it. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob. In other words, if we are going to reverse the blessing, there must be iniquity in Jacob that we use as a point of entry. And God has not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord God is with him, and the shout of the king is among them. Put it up in message translation, that verse 21. Very instructive, verse 21. He hath no bone to pick with Jacob. He sees Nothing wrong with Israel. God is with them. And they are with him. Shouting praises. In other words, God is with everybody. But the question is, is everybody with God? 
Remember the scripture says that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So God has done his part. Reconcile the world unto himself. He said, now we as ambassadors in Christ's stead, we beseech you, be ye what? Reconciled to God. So God has reconciled us to himself. The question is, are we reconciled to him? So he said, listen, God is with them. And had it been that we did something and they started murmuring, then we could have gotten them that they are not with God. But because there is a shout of the king, he said, there's nothing that Jacob is doing. The door is closed. We can't reverse anything. Are you following what I'm saying here? The only way Satan can come in, something goes wrong, you're murmuring, he can enter. You are complaining, the serpent can come in. But something goes wrong, and you shout. He says, you can't reverse this. Because they have reconciled themselves unto God. Therefore, he said, there is no enchantment against not divination. But from now on, it can only be said, see what the Lord has wrought. So, Psalm 89 and verse 15 tells us, Blessed are those that know the joyful sound. There's people that know that sound. Now, historically here, David was speaking about something. All right, you can just say, well, I know the joyful sound. I say, Lord, he was actually referring to something here, which was a sound there of joy. And it was, that sound used to come out in what was called the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, when God says in the acceptable time, I will hear you, he's not saying that a time will come when it's acceptable to hear your prayer. He's speaking about something. Where if one condition is fulfilled, he says, your prayers will go in. Now, because he says now is the acceptable time. So every time is acceptable. But in the nation of Israel, the acceptable year was on the 50th year, which was the year of Jubilee. That was what was called the acceptable year. We may not get there, but there's a reason why Jesus, when he was reading his calling, and you know Jesus is deliberate. He said, I'm here to preach one, two, three, and the acceptable year of the Lord, and close the book. In other words, the day of vengeance has not come. This is where it stops. When I've been raised, we'll continue with vengeance. He closed the book. So there's something called the acceptable year. And in that acceptable year, which was the 50th year, was an interesting year. The high priest will go in with the blood into the holiest of all. Now, he used to go once every year. But on the 50th year, he will go in and sprinkle the blood of the animals there on the mercy seat. And of course, it was a very dangerous thing to do back then. Because if you do it, did anything wrong... The high priest had to tie, they had to tie belt, all right, or tie a rope, and there were belts there to his garment, and there'll be a rope on the outside because nobody could go in if anything went wrong. And if anything went wrong, you would die on the spot. And when you die, when the person falls down, the belts will ring. So it's those belts that are ringing there they will use to pull the person out because you couldn't rush in and say, let's go and carry him, or else you also will die now, all right? So, what happens is that once he comes after the 50th year and sprinkles the blood and emerges alive, 
it meant that it was the year of restoration. So that jubilee meant if you owed anybody, if you were in debt to anybody, the debt is cancelled. If you borrowed money on the 49th year, on the 50th year, when it's jubilee, you are free. Are you following saying here? Okay? Nobody could lay claim. If, if, if somebody took collateral on the 50th year there, once the high priest came out of it, you are free. But when the high priest comes out, everybody will be waiting. So they will give, and I will show you here, trumpets to the priests. And the priests, all right, you put it down. Thou shalt cause the trumpet. So the priests will go into all the towns and villages. And everybody will be walking, waiting for that sound. Everybody knew that they did, did it succeed. Was it successful? I hope the high priest was successful. Because once it's successful, the, the priest will just go with the trumpet into every city. And if you were working for somebody, you were enslaved. You remove everything at that point point. say, I'm free now. And you walk away from the place as a free. That was the joyful sound they were talking about. All right, that's the acceptable year. If somebody held you in bondage for something, you would just say, Oh, God, it's all over. Thank you very much. I'm free. All right, and you are gone. So when Jesus came and said, I've come with the acceptable year, which means to make it every day. That's why he said, You, you know, you know, that's why he came and said, This woman that is bound 18 years, I've come with the acceptable year. She's free. She's not out of the But nobody is set free until the sound comes out. You I'm saying? So what's going on? Jesus, therefore, died, entered into the holiest of all, and sprinkled his blood. God accepted it, but God says, where is the sound? It is only when the trumpets sound that I know that I can deliver people. Do you get what we're saying here? That's why I told Jesus, after he had purged our sins, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. But here is what Paul said. If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for battle? The question is, are his children giving the sound? Because it's only where that certain sound is heard. It is only where that clear sound is heard. It is only the people there that understand on the basis of the shed blood of Jesus, I cannot be held in bondage. It is impossible for that to happen. And they give the sound of that particular thing. And wherever the angels hear that sound, there's a descent into that place to rectify, which means God says, now vengeance is mine. I am going in to deliver any person where that sound is. Where that sound is not heard, things remain normal. So that's what they called the joyful sound. And it's that sound that goes out. So what are we saying in Hebrews chapter, and that's what he says in Isaiah 49 there, he says the lawful captive shall be what? Set free. The prey of the mighty shall be what? Taken. Put the Amplified Version, Isaiah 49, 24 and 25. 
So understand this. Anytime you complain about something, that's the sound. Anytime you murmur about something, that's the sound. I hope you know that singing praise and worship just in church is not a sound continuous. There has to be a sound that comes out of your life. Matter responds to sound. Because it is through sound everything was created. You can, and I'll show this, change the nature of something. Which means that, I'll show this, something came as a sack. If the right sound, that thing hears the right sound, that thing that came as a demotion becomes a promotion if the sound is heard. Hebrews 1 verse 3, it says this, after he has shed, Hebrews 1 3, please. Who in the brightness of his image, expecting person, upholding all things, when he had purged himself, purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty of God. And then verse 13 now tells us, he said, sit, which I then said, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Now, this is after the finished work. So, even though the work is finished, the enemies are still intact. Are you following what I'm saying? It's just that the way they will be defeated now is by you acknowledging that finished work. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 and verse 13. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, so it's once and for all. Back then they used to go in, but this one is once and for all. Sat down at the right hand, and we are seated together with him there. Next verse. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. So based on the sacrifice of Jesus, God, therefore, is set to prove a point. To subdue all of our enemies. Says to Jesus, sit. Until I subdue all things underneath. But he needs a sound that acknowledges. That the sacrifice has delivered me and set me free. He needs that sound to come out, all right, intentionally in faith. That the blood of Jesus, that sacrifice, the same way in that jubilee everybody begins to rejoice. And everybody, all right, begins to. So anybody that says, well, I have some ailments there, God says, if I hear that sound, not a sound of enjoyment of music, but a sound of the acknowledgement of the sacrifice. Do you get what I'm saying here? A sound that comes out in faith that, look, this thing has been done once and for all. There is no other sacrifice apart from this. So all God is saying is, where is that sound? Is there a clear sound coming out of the life of the people there? Clear sound. Which means that there is no duality in their sound. 
if something happens, it's a clear sound. If they go out there and, and they have a flat tire, it is a clear sound that comes out. Father, we give you praise for this. Are you following what I'm saying? Somebody does something to you, a clear sound comes out. It's not an uncertain sound. Which means once that sound starts, preparation for war starts. Says who shall prepare? Like now let us go and avenge. Whatever is causing, let's go and deliver this person completely. All right, from that particular situation. So it's a sound that must come out of your being. Are you following what I'm saying here? Joshua chapter 6, verse 5. It wasn't just a blast. Uh, God told them, he said, and it shall come to pass when they shall make a what? Long blast. It wasn't just palm. A long what? Blast. In other ways, whichever way it turns, that sound is coming. So if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself? Soldiers will not prepare to fight unless they hear a clear sound from the trumpet. Now, God needs that clear sound. Now, let me say something here. Let me say something here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, it says God causes us... now. Faith is the believer's voice of victory. That's faith. In other words, no matter what you meet, this is my voice of what? Victory. Okay? No matter what you meet. Uh, and that's why I like what Apostle Selman shared about, my friend, except people want to lie to you. In the life of a Christian, death walketh in those that the life of Jesus may be made manifest. You can't move forward without God taking something. Something dies. Anybody that has a manifestation of something, something died. The church with the largest people is the church that has lost the most people first. You can't breathe in and without breathing out. You can't breathe out. Are you following what I'm saying? The attitude of the leader is one that they understand. God takes away the first that he may do what? Establish the second. If you refuse to allow him, that's why we made a mistake in the faith message here. We preach it and it is, we are not being very truthful with people. That's why people sometimes are struggling in their personal life because they're having the contradictions. But wait a minute, when we started this church, when we just started this church, a gentleman came to join the church and he was, he was on crutches. And I said to him, he joined the church, very solid guy. I said, so why? One day we got talking. He said, Pastor, I need to tell you something. I said, what? He said, I was an assistant pastor in a church and it was a faith church and all of that. But when I had the accident, and the, the pastor said, we cannot allow you to be coming to church with a cast. He said, so I left to come here. He said, now that my cast, and he had money. He said, now that my cast is gone, they're asking me to come back. I don't want to go back. You know what that happens? When any member has cast now, he feels that something has happened that is wrong with him. Do you get what I'm saying? 
And that's what Selma was preaching here. There is the faith that even though a person has a cast, you see him rejoicing as though. That's what he was talking about. You see them rejoicing as though that that's a dimension of faith. Not that everything is going right, but even when it looks like something is going wrong here, you see the faith of that people, they have a testimony in them. They lose their job, the sound doesn't change. They went in for a decisive, all right, contractor, and what? The sound doesn't change. Is the sound. Psalm 110 here, verse 1 and verse 2 here. Now, oh, no, 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 Second Corinthians. This is an important part of this passage. So I, I want to show something here. In 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14. Now, thanks be unto God that causes us always to triumph in Christ Jesus and makes manifest the salvation of his knowledge by us in every place. Now, the word triumph there means celebration of the victory. So, when you triumph, okay, so if a football team plays and they win a cup and they now go, let's say they won Champions League, they now go back to their city. And they are on a parade. Everybody's dancing. That's a triumph. All the people dancing there did not play the match. But they are enjoying that victory. But they didn't play the match. What God is saying is that you didn't play the match. I played the match with Jesus. You were not there when we played the match. He said that triumph. Now, Derek Prince said something. He said it in passing. He quoted that scripture in Latin. And what the meaning of that scripture in Latin means that you remain a spectator in the things of God until you join the triumph. In other words, if you are waiting for something, if you are wondering, why is it working for some people and it's not working for me? It is not they are not going through what you are going through. It's that they are triumphing in the victory of Jesus. You are not. You are waiting for a manifestation before you rejoice. They are rejoicing. Are you following what I'm saying here? That you want to join the move of God tonight. You are wondering, well, how come I'm not part of the move of God? Everything is going on. It's because you are sad based on the condition of your life. As you are wondering why, why, why? No. The triumph means that, let's say you looked at it and said, based on it, you began to rejoice. I'm an essential part of what God is doing on the earth today. You are, do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah. I rejoice. Now you're alone at home. I rejoice in the fact. But, because the harvest follows joy. Joy doesn't follow the harvest. If you rejoice after the harvest, it's idolatry. And the problem is, the joyful sound means, the only thing that governs your joy is the eternal truth that Jesus shed his blood. Full stop. So long as the blood was shed, I'll be perpetually happy. See, I've worked with God for a time. I cannot guarantee you things will not go wrong, even if you fast and pray. But I guarantee you, if things go wrong, the right that will come out of the wrong you will not be able to tell your full testimony. 
I thought deeply whether I should say this. But you see, if we don't say it, people won't get it. One of the ministers in this that's preached before in Wafbeck told me we're having dinner. He said, my wife, her first husband, very abusive fellow, dealt with her and divorced her. He said, I will not be where I am today if not for her. He said, I went to look for the man and gave him a gift for release. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm trying to say? (laughs) No, he told me. Why he said, look, pastor, I went to look for him. Where is he? Here. That you release this woman. He said, because I won't have the ministry and church I have today without her. No matter how bad it looks, God did not remove darkness for light. He called the light out of darkness. I've said it. You know, that's why I like what say. Because sometimes you hold it back. Because it's faith means everybody says, I'm a faith person. Nothing goes wrong. Boy, it goes wrong. We confess fast, it goes wrong. A pastor told me once, let me quote his name. He said, let's assume his name is William. Let's just assume that. He said, they are members of my church, then they are Williamites. You know when you say Williamites? My own people. He said, the people that have disappointed me the most are the Williamites. (laughs) That the people I said, if I do anything, they will be with me. God cannot call you to pastor people until you know your own failures. Because you won't have compassion for people if you just had a smooth ride. When people talk, you say, what I say, what I say. But when you have known the depth of your weakness, when people talk to you, you will look at it like this. Someone came to report me. My husband came to report them. So he came to report his wife. I said, Pastor, but I don't want that to. I told him, I said, listen. You told me, she told me, I heard. If a, if a fourth person hears, it's you people that told them. Go back to what you are doing. That's why if Jesus had left Peter, it was part of the plan of God for Peter to deny Jesus thrice. Or else, he would have been looking at everybody that, who do you think you are? You know, somebody came to me once. He said, let me tell you this. Uh, if you have the right system in place, in ministry, some things, you know. I said, oh boy, leave that. Are you saying God didn't have the right system when one third of the angels left him? Leave system alone. He di- didn't he have the right system? One third of the angels went. And then he told me, he said, ah, you don't feel guilty about anything, no, because I should be the first person to be guilty. He said, because after they left, I now created man in my own image. He didn't even rest. He too went. That's why someone came to me. He said, I'm telling you, I've been in that church for years. Yes, I left. I'm telling you, I know what I'm saying. That's the length of time gives me credibility. I said, that is exactly what Lucifer too said. I have been worshipping for years. I'm telling you, I know God more than you. Follow me. So please, I want to ask you, did God fail? Ah, ah. We answer now. And so what happened? What happened now? 
If you understand God's wisdom, if you understand the wisdom of God, if you are working with him, you will know. If God blesses you with money, you will misuse it before you learn how to use money. Because it's always on the second approach you get it right. The first man failed. The second man got it right. The first child of Abraham missed the matter. The second child got it right. Abby? David tried to carry the ark the first time. The people died. The second approach, they got it right. Moses tried the first time. He failed. Second time, he got it. So when we hide the failure of the first, the person that goes and fails first wonders what's happening. Never forget something that blessed me, Bishop G.D. Jake said. He said, I'll go for ministers' conferences. And people will get up. And they will talk about how their church is. He said, and me, I've been in ministry for 10 years. I will have to count. We were counting 35 people, including those in the womb. <laughs> After you finish with children's church, you check whether anybody is pregnant. I'll count. To increase members. And he said, then they asked me, how did you get it? He said, I stumbled into it. The only principle is praise. And once you let that long word blast. In other words, you make up your mind, whichever direction it comes from, I will do what? Praise. Look, Paul said I will have been exalted. He said it above measure from the abundance of revelation. So, boy, if you're a person of revelation, just know. Because you can start walking around as though nobody else knows anything in the Bible except you. Something will soon come and be. All right? That's why I tell people, all the deep people in America, they are deep. They say, Joel Osteen is not deep, but the church is growing. The deep people. You quote the Greek, you quote the Hebrew. You know that what that is called? I will confound the wisdom of the wise. So if you want to join what is going on, because we are not, look, don't make a mistake. Oh. There's a revival now. People are saying they come in, they revive, there's a revival on the earth right now. There's a massive move of the spirit. If you want to enter, you can't be a spectator. The people that were there entered into the labors of others. Do you get what I'm saying? They didn't earn what they have. They entered into it. Uh, you don't get what I'm saying here? And why are some people not entering the party? Because the people that they see, like the elder brother, they look at the younger brother. How is it that this person, there's music and dancing. This one, this one. I used to be like that now. I used to be like a soldier when I come to church. All we're interested in is the word. You know, you are writing the word. People that are dancing anyhow are not really serious. It's the word.
So he said, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies. Now, we'll get to this. He said, God has ordained praise to steal the enemy and to do what? Stop the avenger. But the sound that comes out of you can change the constitution of matter. The nature of a thing. Genesis 50 verse 20 says, what the, you know, it says, out of the mouth of babes and sucking, God has ordained what? Praise. To steal the enemy and to do what? Stop. But look, it's even deeper. It's not just that he stops. And I will show this and bring this to a close. It says, what the enemy has meant for what? Evil. God has turned it around for good. Now, it was Joseph that said that. Please understand, it is not everything Satan meant for evil that necessarily turns around for good. It is those that cause that evil thing to hear a sound that the nature of the thing turns. Are you saying? The nature of the thing turns. Look, listen. Sometimes we don't, you know, that's why I say I like what Apostle Simon was saying about because sometimes you don't teach people, you just leave it, but you practice it by yourself. Because people won't allow you in the faith movement, it can almost become controlling. Look, let me put it this way. they sack you from an office, they sack you. And after six months, they sack you and think that they lied on you, they did all of that. Because, you know, we have, used man, we have mixed management with revelation now. We have mixed coaching with how to be led by the Spirit. We have mixed the two. Are, are you following what I'm saying? So, so, if they fire somebody from the office, because they lied on the person, as they lied on Joseph, and Joseph went to jail. You see, we'll come out and say, eh, Joseph should not have told his brothers his dream. What, what, what is that? Are, are you telling me a young guy shouldn't tell? Uh, I mean, he's a young guy now. That's what young people do. Where else is he going to learn? Okay. It was a mistake. Okay, what about Potiphar's wife? When he did the right thing, I mean, what else will he do? He did the right thing. Okay, what do you want him to do? He did the right thing. And in the process of doing the right thing, he ended up in jail. And you see, in that jail, that jail can become a place of contact for your destiny if the sound is heard in jail. If there's a persistent blast inside that jail. After some time, the angels will come and visit the jail. Right? So, something negative happens. And let me show here what we are saying. Satan attacked. It's not just about stealing the enemy here. But changing the inherent nature 
of it, which is a life without regret. You get what I'm saying here? A life without what? Regret. There is nothing like you married the wrong person. Do you understand? You may not have married the person that will make you happiest in your marriage, but the purpose of God is deeper than you being that happy. In that struggle, there's an eternal purpose. Are you following what I'm saying here? That's why people are carrying unnecessary guilt. Unnecessary guilt. Or you go and hear somebody and say, yeah, my wife has just married, we just married, and a kiss her forehead, a kiss her forehead, then you leave the marriage seminar looking like you two, you are two of you in the house are demons. So there's a sound. Now let me show you what happened here. Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. I want to show when that sound hits it. The inherent nature of that thing. God calls light out of darkness. He calls success out of failure. Are you following what I'm saying? Resurrection means life out of death. So something, he brings life out of it. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7. And... What it means here is there's so much treasure of the kingdom that is being lost because all the light is in darkness. All the life is in the places of death. All the healing, I mean, look at, look at Kenneth Higgins, who changed the entire thing. It was from his deathbed he got the revelation. We probably may not have all what we have in that revelation today if he didn't, he wasn't lying lifeless and he said he had weeks to go. It's from there those things come out. See, told them in Songo Tedo this morning, I've never raised an offering inside this ministry. But it came from a place of shame, laughter. When I was on campus, when I was on campus, I was president of a fellowship. Okay? From president of a fellowship. And I just looked. I used to go for meetings. I would go to winners. I would go to Archbishop. So something had entered into me. So, when I got to campus back and I became president of the fellowship, I got to the place. They said, we have to book the chapel. So, what will happen on Saturday or Sunday? All, we have about 27 fellowships. There will be a roster. We finish from 12 to 1. This fellowship, 1 to 2. This other one, 2 to 3. This other one, 3 to 4. This other one, 5 to 6. This other one. In fact, the people in the chapel said, can't all of you meet together? What's wrong with all of you? Don't you all speak in Can't you all meet together? I, I had outgrown that concept of ministry. As a student. So I told them, I said, told somebody, I'm telling you, I don't know how. It, that's what I'm saying. There's osmosis. Do you get what I'm saying? There's osmosis. I said, go to the education auditorium, ask them whether we can lease the place for fellowship. I am telling you, in the history of University of Lagos, no campus fellowship had done it. Now everybody's doing it. We started it. See, when they got there, they told me 250 naira. I don't know what made me say we can pay. The highest offering in the fellowship was during a convention. Convention. See, and it was his sister. 
because this life, everything is correct. That actually came. She was in, used to work in IMB Bank then. You know IMB, if you know that. And she wrote check for us after we were fasting, fasting. We almost died. His sister there wrote, I'm sure she's watching. She wrote a check and that's what saved us. You now come and say every week, not conventional, you'll be paying 259. Now, what happened? The alumni had sent pounds, so we used the pounds to pay for the first three weeks. After which, you shall die. <laughs> I got to the UJCF meeting. That's University Joint Campus President. They abused the sense into me. One got up. I have better things to you. To, I, it's not that I told them anything. I just sat down in the meeting. They had better things to do with money than to go and be given. They, ah, I left that place down, but I said we'll go on. We paid. I increased it to Wednesday and Sunday. In fact, let me tell you this. The reason why we started having, um, um, went to Ireland and started church in this and went to Ireland was that after I left the school, I realized that, ah, I made a mistake. We were doing one. If you know University of Lagos in educational tourism, we were leasing, all right, main auditorium for our programs, Ah, and that was on the other side. I said, ah, I made a mistake. We should have been doing education on Wednesday and doing at this other side. I said, if I ever have that chance again, I will do it. So when somebody suggested, Pastor, why don't you open a church on Ireland? We are going up Paul Mainland Bridge. I said, don't say what you are saying, no. Because you are stealing something from a mistake that I made. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. But they abused me very well. One of the people who abused me very well joined the church when we opened church after campus, he was in charge of the technical for years. He told me, he said, he said, the way you handled us, I knew you were superior to us. As they were abusing me. So you go through things. But see what Paul said as I bring this to an end. And because I want you I'm preparing for what I want to say here. Second Corinthians twelve seven here. What you're saying, you, it's not that you won't have setbacks, but that you'll be propelled into quantum leaps from everything that looks like it. It's people that are calling it setback. Do you get what I'm saying here? It's people looking at it from a natural standpoint that are saying that. And I'm telling you that, look, 99% of Christians there are in that place wondering why, what happened. Second Corinthians 12 here. So that, you know what Satan should say? Had I known, I would have left this man. If I knew, I would have left this woman. I just brought a global ministry from something that just affected the person's emotions for three weeks. I went to touch somebody's car. I went to stop Peter from catching fish. See the problem I've got. He's now catching men. He, he wasn't even thinking about men. He was, I would have left him as a fisherman. I went to go and touch him. In other words, you touch us, we multiply. Are you going Second Corinthians 12, verse 7. 
It says, lest I should be exalted above measure. Paul was honest. He said, this attack that came was because pride was getting into my heart. Yeah, he said it. He said, I entered into the church. I looked down on Peter, James. You people don't have any revelation. I, Paul, God said, eh. Eh. I'm even saying that your mistake may open the door for Satan to come in. But when God, if, you, if, you, if, Satan, if that sound comes, you will see what happens. Look at what Paul said. God of Israel. He said, lest I should be exalted of measure. He said, abundance of there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me. And what I'm telling you is why the word of faith movement began to win. Because it was in a controlled environment. Because people were experiencing things, they were hiding it not to discredit so when people came with emotional messages, people took it and dumped it. There is, in the United States of America, I was telling somebody, there is no major voice of word of faith that their children are preaching the same thing. It's gone. Going to word of faith meetings, everybody's above 60. That's what's going on. I said not one child is preaching it. Because they heard the message, they saw people at home, they knew there was a contradiction, they heard the message, they said something is wrong here. You can't go to church and preach something there and be fighting something that we can see without connecting it to people on the pulpit. Look what Paul said here. Unless I should be exalted above measure, there was an abundance where there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Next verse, it says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. So it was a demonic attack. He went three times to God that he might depart from me, which is what we essentially pray. All right, next verse. He said, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in what? Weakness. So anywhere there's perfect strength, the person experiences weakness. Isn't that what he said? Wherever you see grace is coming from weakness. Wherever you see grace, the person has struggled on it. Whenever you see grace for church growth, they struggle to grow church. See what happened here. Next, here. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather do what? Glory in my infirmities. In other words, he changed it. And said, these infirmities will start glorying it. The sound changed. From one of complaining, the sound now was infirmity. I worship you, Lord, that I have this infirmity. Lord, I give you praise. You know, they sacked me. I praise you, Lord. I give you all the praise. This person lied on me. Father, I thank you that they lied and it was believed. I worship you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Satan says, what are we going to do with this person? He's meant to be fasting. He's worshiping. That's why when they came to meet David, David was fasting, 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 fasting. When they came, fasting, 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 fasting. The child died. As David saw them coming, which means David knew on the inside that this thing wasn't working. He said, is the child dead? They said, yes. Do you know what they said? David said, the child has died. He said, yes. He went and started worshipping, changed his raiment. Immediately. No money. But when David saw that the servants whispered, David perceived the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servants, is the child dead? They said, he's dead. Next verse. David arose from the earth, washed, anointed himself, changed his apparel, came into the house of the Lord, that sound came. 
And then he came to his own house. And when he required, they set bread before him. And he did eat. Look at what happened next. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast weep for the child when the child was alive. But the child is dead. Thou did rise and eat bread. Verse 22. He said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted. Now, look at, look at the verse at the beginning, what I quoted. Go, go to the previous verse, where I started. He said something there. Go, go to the first verse. I quoted. All right, the one before this. All right? Okay. See what they thought would happen. And it came to pass in the seventh day, the child died. The servants of David feared to tell him the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he will not hearken to our voice. Now, that, now will he do what? Vex himself. Instead of David vexing, David went to worship. I want to show you. Sound changed what the enemy meant for evil. The right sound will change it for good. Whatever you want to say about what happened to David, that's why I don't judge anything. Solomon came out of thick darkness. This is not that somebody said you will, you will be judged. No, God judged him with his mouth and the child died. Inside that darkness, he said, God, light must come from where? Darkness. Without Solomon, who will be left with? Adonijah? Absalom? I am telling you, nobody tells you the whole truth and nothing. They tell you the truth, but not the whole truth. In other words, they can't get into some areas of their lives. It is too sensitive to be seen public. So when you get to that point, you are struggling with fasting and prayer. You don't know they change gears and say, God, we have tried what you can try. Father, I thank thee. Are you following what I'm saying here? Lord, I worship you. I, I thank you. We have tried. You, uh, all right? But you... <laughs> all right. So he changed it. What did Habakkuk 3.17 do? He changed the sound. The sound changed. Sound changes things. Although the fig tree does not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vine. The labor of the ovary shall fail. The fields yield no meat. The flocks be cut off from the fold. There shall be no head in the stalls. Yet... I will rejoice. What was Satan's goal? His goal was that Job should do what? Curse God. So long as Job didn't curse God, he has failed. He says, I will rejoice. Once this, I'm trying to tell you that, once that sound hits that thing, the nature of that thing will do what? Change. Let me close by showing the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 to 54. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 54. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be what? Changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. If it says there was the last trump, there were other trumpets before that. This is the last one. Which means there are many things you are going through, your trumpet should be sounding. Haven't you gone to the book of Revelation? You know what they did? He opened seven seals. What we've done here is to be opening seals. On, when we get, that's from Revelation 5 to verse to 8. On the 8th, the Bible says there was silence in heaven. Nothing happened. Until the angels took the trumpet. At the sound of the trumpet. Anything you know that hasn't become that trumpet sound, there will be no demonstration of the thing. 
So it says here, the last trump, which means there are many other trumpets that have sounded. Trumpets have sounded to sickness. Trumpets have sounded to businesses. Do you get what I'm saying here? Trumpets have sounded here. And he says this here. All right? Well, yeah. Put, put the scripture back. He says, in a moment, in talking of that, the last trump, the trumpet shall sound, and the word dead shall be raised toward incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now, look at what he says in the next verse. It says, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and the mortal must put on immortality. Which means, for David, the trumpet sound hit it, and corruption was changed. Do you get what I'm saying here? To it. So the issue here is that the blood has been shed for every single person. What God is waiting for is the sound. Who is he going to visit? Wherever he hears that word, long blast. Where if he doesn't hear the blast, and you are carrying stuff, and you are mumbling and complaining, and waiting for things to work right for you. All right? Waiting for things to work right. You will be waiting and waiting. If you hear, all right, there's a massive move of God going on, you too, in your room, join the move just by yourself. How do you join it? Rejoicing as though you too are inside the move. The blood has been shed. There's no strand of envy. There's no strand of anger. There's no strand. Are you following what I'm saying here? You are rejoicing too, praising God. Father, I thank you. In my meeting, thousands gathered. The ministry is not even registered. But you are saying, in my meeting, thousands gathered. As you begin, God says on the earth, where are we hearing that sound? Who is the one praising us? Who is the person who is not beholding lying vanities? Who is the one who is acknowledging the blood as the most superior thing on this earth? Who is the one that is sounding this trumpet that they can change the nature? Calling light out of darkness. Heaven stands still and says, what's going on here? And they hear that sound and he says, let's go and see what is going on. And once he sees that, he says, look, Whatever this person needs, bless this person with it. Have no regrets about anything. Are you following what I'm saying here? The wisdom of God is manifold. Everybody shows one part. You are here to show your own part. Do you get what I'm saying here? God allowed you to go through what he allowed you to go through. See, today, People try to sometimes even make jest of me. I even know people, I mean, people that are my friends today who try to make jest. They will tell me, oh, you know, you were in ministry for long. Nothing was happening. And they're trying to be funny about it. But let me tell you the truth. When we do ministers' conference and I speak to ministers, they tell me, you bless us. Because you connect with us, with our struggles. Because you are not talking as though you did not struggle. You are telling us that you slept in... How, how did you... This is what people always ask me. Remain steadfast. You were sleeping inside your office for years and preaching. And you, were not, you didn't have numbers and you were consistent. 
And nobody, I'm telling you this, until this ministry was holding five services, I did not invite any preacher to preach. Nobody helped me to break through in ministry. I didn't invite any minister to preach in this place. So it's not like I went to call people, ah, come and help me, oh, come and help me, come and help me, I'm dying. Are you following me? I stayed with God until God showed up. You get this here. And there is no denomination that promoted me. In fact, I had a friend who was in a denomination, came to me and said, why are you suffering? He said, leave, join us. You'll be a star in this place. The day he was going to leave, he came to meet me. He said, how did you survive with that? Because I need your wisdom. But he also in his denomination, there's a wisdom there that I will never have. Ah, There's a dimension of politics I don't know. I'm a learner. When you are inside that place, you will know how God graces you with wisdom. My friend that was in a denomination, when they threw him up and threw him down, he told me, he said, in my bank, they asked me, how do you know things ahead of time? He said, if only you knew what happens in church, you will know that your own politics is child's play. Come to church and learn politics. You will know that the most skillful politicians are inside. So wherever you are, honor it. Because there's a wisdom that is going to come out. Are you following here? If you are born into a rich family, be appreciative. If you are born into a poor family, thank God. Because there's a wisdom that comes out that you are born in wealth, that you entered in something. There's a wisdom that comes out right, where you didn't have anything. You are any side of the track where you are, God placed you there. Are you following what I'm saying here? What that track needs to hear is the sound. And once that sound is heard, what God has buried inside that place, all right, will come out. If you relocate, sound. If you stay in Nigeria, sound. If you relocate, you will say, I've entered into the land as a stranger. Abraham's seed. Hopefully, you are set so you can activate the covenant and make it. If you don't depart, you are like Isaac. Who didn't depart? There's a scripture for what? Everybody. Don't be angry with anybody. Don't say, alright? Don't say we that remain that the true Niger, but leave all that one. Alright? If a person departs, they depart. If they stay, they stay. But you know, when people started jack, I mean, in, in, in eight months, we lost half of our office. If you are not careful, you will think congregation will diminish. Until I saw something that brought joy. If anybody is going, are you going? Hulk. Because you can't grow if people don't. You understand? So, so you rejoice in it. And it hasn't changed anything. It hasn't changed income of church. You can't come to our church. You can't come now and say, Wolfbeck, ah, Jack Pass. Jack Pass affected you people. 
I remember when you come in here, it will be full. Now, now, if we are not counting in covenant, we must have about 2,000 people who have left. 2,000. So it should shake you if you are not on ground. Okay. But I saw something in the world that makes me bring what? Sound. Uh, are you following me? Yeah. See, somebody sent me something from Tulsa. Said, his friend in Tulsa said, Wolfbeck is riding on the grace of Jaffa. Because all the people that were here that went, that watched Wolfbeck are spreading it. Are you following me? In Australia last morning, someone went to church and said, Listen, I have been feeding. And this person is from East Africa. Feeding on Wolfbeck. I hope you are watching Wolfbeck. The person he was telling was a staff in our office. That, telling the staff, I hope you are watching Wolfbeck. <laughs> but if you are inherently angry, I hope you understand what I'm saying. There is a sound coming out of you. What is that sound? It should be a sound of joy. And the reason is, not because of any good thing that happened on the outside, but because the blood has been shed. And with that, you have what? So we are on an adventure. You close the door that we know. God will open a door that we don't know. Are you following me? Let me just close by just saying this so you understand. I was going to mention it, but I said maybe I shouldn't say it. But when Bishop Killer said, let's say that there was somebody who introduced us, he's here today based on that introduction. I was going to say it, but I said maybe I shouldn't say it. But when he said it, when he was preaching, and I want to say this as a lesson How is he here today? This is why I said that you can't orchestrate the things God wants to do. Somebody in church is Bolandi over there, was driving out of Lekki Church. This is why he's here today. And she looked on the right and saw four ladies and said, Do you need help? Where are you going? Something very insignificant. And they said, Well, we're waiting for Uba. I said, ah, Let me take you to where I'm going. In the conversation, she realized they were not Nigerians. She said, let me take you home for lunch. Hospitality. He's here today because of that. Ikejada is claiming him. He's claiming him. Based on that. And it was from there I met her. And then from that conversation it happened. So what God will use to bring the breakthrough is something simple. You can't plan it. I like what one businessman said. He said, I'm not a strategist. I'm an opportunist. I don't have a grand plan, but I recognize opportunities. In other words, I'm, I don't have a plan for 2024, but I'm looking out for any opportunity. Because you can plan. One relationship, one relationship comes into your life. It changes your plan. Ask who you can say, I have a vision. I have a vision. I've said this. 
if tomorrow you meet Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and they start suggesting what they want to do in Africa, your plan will relationship first, plan after. You get what I'm saying? If people come into Nigeria and want to invest $1 billion in this industry, we like you. Will you say no? I won't be your representative. <laughs> you will resign from where you are. I beg, let's go. <laughs> you say, what's that song? My helper. <laughs> let's just rise to our feet and begin to worship God and let that sound come out. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying here? Listen, the blood has been shed. Once that trumpet sounds, you have no business being in bondage again. You have no business hearing that. But you have to make the sound to that thing. Don't be afraid of it. Are you? Your guys. All right. The sound, all right, to that. So as we go into this time of worship, Worship is something that you do between you and God. Are you following me? Let God hear you. Say, look at this thing. Inside it, there is light and destiny. Let's just lift up our hands, begin to worship God, and begin to worship Him.